0: This program has been made possible by Weatherby Asset Management. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest. Weatherby Asset Management is dedicated to providing exceptional wealth management services by forming partnerships built on trust, understanding, and thoughtful advice. For more than 20 years, they've been offering objective perspective, personalized planning, and sophisticated investment management to individual investors and families, as well as pension plans, foundations, and endowments. Contact them at www.weatherby.com. Weatherby Asset Management, located in San Francisco and New York City. To Broad Circle uh, Radio Show on Sylvia Global Media. I'm Daria Allen Atar, the founder and CEO of Broad Circle and Chick Launcher. We're launching a new series today called Chick Launcher. It is all about building women billionaires. Building women billionaires, yes, billionaires. Uh, At Broad Circle, we're all about money and power for women. Our mission, vision, and passion is all about driving revenue and growing capital for women. So this last year, we decided to focus on building women billionaires. What better way to create money and power for women than supporting entrepreneurial women focused on building high-growth businesses? Our Chick Launcher series and our Chick Launcher campaign, you can learn more about it at chicklauncher.com, is all about finding women who are building and starting high-growth businesses, entrepreneurial women who are committing themselves, to having that courageous moment to start a business and build a high-growth business, building businesses that can be big, large, hot Uh, Scalable businesses is what we see as a way for women to become billionaires. So, the Chick Launcher campaign is all about that. So, our Chick Launcher series is going to focus on some of these amazing women entrepreneurs, and we have one of them with us today, Um, Rachel Williams, CEO and founder of Wigget. What is going on tonight? I love that name. Rachel, would you introduce yourself and your business, please?
1: Thank you, Daria. So as you said, I'm the CEO and founder of Wigget, W-I-G-O-T, which stands for What Is Going On Tonight. Uh, and Wigget uh, will be the global brand to discover food, drink, and music happenings based on date and location, as well as the global brand for restaurants, bars, and music venues to manage and promote their daily listings. Wigget.com and the Wigget app for iPhones are a location-based search site that provides consumers daily food, drink, and music happenings. That's great. And
0: I, you know, I love to eat and I love to be entertained. And, uh, you know, every uh, Friday I'm always looking for what's going on that weekend. In my case, it's uh, what one can do with uh, three young kids that I'm looking for. But uh, th- that kind of thing is, seems and like an amazing resource and tool but when you were doing your planning for building your business i assume that you thought about what problem your business is going to solve and what the need is that you're going to fulfill and who the target audience is so could you share a little about that with us
1: sure so really um we saw the problem first. So it started as a conversation with a friend at dinner, and we were talking about how difficult and frustrating it was to find daily information about what was going on in our town. Um, The reality was if we wanted to find either live music or a wine tasting or a menu special, we'd actually have to go to each restaurant's or bar's website to see what they had going on, and sometimes you even have to make it to their Facebook page. And we were also frustrated with um, a lot of the other apps, mobile apps out there that, you know, require sign-ins and sign-ups and data sharing and in the end provide a pretty bad user experience. And so we felt like there had to be a better way to do this. Um, So we we were approached with the problem first and discovered that there really wasn't a better way and we were going to solve that problem. And then through that process, um, of developing the business and thinking through and and coming up with the name and and really what the you know what the content was that we were to deliver we talked to bars and restaurants and found that they were also frustrated with this process and the expense of trying to promote their daily happenings through either traditional advertising or social media so we developed a web-based platform for them so in the end, we're really solving two problems. We're solving a consumer problem, helping them find daily happenings based on their location, and we're providing a business solution for those restaurants and bars and music venues that turns in turn gets the consumers great content. Well, that sounds good. So basically with Wigget, I can type in...
0: Uh, Santa Monica, California, uh, for you know this weekend, and see who has what's what's what what's going on in my location, or is it more like I'm standing on the street in Santa Monica, and it's going to tell me what's playing around me, what's happening around me? Which way does it work?
1: Both. So the website you have to put in your location, and you can put in a city or a zip code. Um, and the date that you're looking for, and it will give you results based in three categories, food and drink, music, and then we have some special events. And it's completely objective content, so it's going to be based on your location and date. There's no pay to the top of the list, um, such as other sites have. It's really objective on what you get. Um, And then the app is GPS located, so it's going to give you content, based on where you are standing the closest thing to you. And again it's categorized music, uh, food and drink or special events. And you can filter and search and um but you can also on the app, you can change your location or the date um, and you can also expand your range. So we default to a 10 mile range, but you can expand that to 50 miles or you can change it to five miles if you want. So um, that you know the app immediately you know you get results in a ten mile range based on where you're standing, but you can go change that if you want.
0: Oh, that's good. Right. Well,
1: okay, and
0: there really isn't any alternatives to to uh, solve this problem. What what's out there already? What what is you know because you know we can. I know you said there's really nothing exactly like Wicked, but what are the less than perfect perfect you know? Uh, sure. Things so out there. there's uh,
1: you know there's a lot there's a lot of apps that have launched in a city or here or city there that are social media based. So Mm -hmm. they're going to give you recommendations based on what your Facebook friends are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're obviously not that we have no social media element whatsoever. That doesn't mean people can't share to social media, but it's, it, it's not based on that. Ours is the vendor voice. So then you look at, uh, you know what's out there that has information on restaurants and bars and music venues. Um, you have ticketing sites for music venues. That's probably the most information out there, but most of those don't talk about local, local live music. Um, and then you have things like Yelp or uh, TripAdvisor um, that are review-based. So, again, that's user-based content. Now, restaurants can go in there and manage the top of their page on Yelp, um, and Yelp charges them a lot of money to do that, um, but they don't get to talk about what's going on daily. So that's one of our differentiators is it's daily information. Um, And then there's things like Eventbrite, which is really focused on selling tickets. Uh, There's a few happy hour apps out there, but they're really focused on um, more of the big box chains. Um, So, you know, we have some really key differentiators. One is our content. We have content that is focused only on food, drink, and music happenings. So other sites may have those things, but they also have 30 other categories of information, and they're hard to use and sort through. Uh, We wanted to be very specific and focused on that. In addition, we screen our vendors. So the restaurants and bars that we have are high quality. You're not going to get any fast food. You won't get big box chains. You'll get restaurants like the type you would find on Open Table. Mm-hmm. And so we felt the quality is really important. Um, and that results in cool and unusual and fun happenings on a daily basis. So uh, things like local live music, half-priced bottle of wine night, wine tastings, chef dinners, music festivals – uh, food festivals and charity events. So, you know, our content is very different and and really to get this content, you would really have to go from restaurants to restaurant to bar website and gather all that information or get it off their Facebook page. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. I I um I
0: I'm going to ask you a little more about your business in a minute, but I want to ask you a little about you because you know, a lot of women wouldn't have the courage to start a business like this that's so complex and so technical. So let's let's take me back to you have a very good job and you're sitting at dinner with a friend talking about uh, a need that you see out there and wouldn't it be great if there was something that did this? And how do you get from that casual conversation over dinner to – building the app you're talking about, building the website you're talking about, being CEO and founder of Wigit.
1: So, um, yeah, (laughs) it does take a lot of courage. And, um, you know, I've had a pretty diverse career. I was in consulting for many years and was an executive and CFO, and then I started a business for a university um, where I really found sort of my entrepreneur spirit um, and and sort of solidified that I'm a problem solver. And that's sort of how this came out was there's a, a big hole in the market. Let's solve the problem. Um, and so, it, you know, this all started April of 2012. Uh, and I did a lot of research um, and due diligence before filing, you know, corporate papers and deciding to make this a go to make sure it really was a viable business and had a viable business model um, and what was it really going to take? So um, I developed it. I, you know, I'm not a tech person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, some investors would see that as a downside, but I'm a business person who's been in charge of, you know, P&Ls and running businesses that brings a lot more experience to the table, I think, than, you know, traditional tech startups. Um, and so, I I can, outsource. I can hire the best resources to right. do technology, so I did that. I found a great developer um who I hired and they were they're fantastic at design um, and they're all on shore so uh, they you know I don't have to I don't have to speak code and I don't have to um, you know all the ins and outs of design and technology because I found the right developer that would be my partner on this. Um, so I hired the and, developer, um, and can uh, I ask you forward, that? We went into beta in January of this year, and I stayed at my job as long as I possibly could. Um, and I left the full-time position and actually went half-time with them. March 31st of this year, we launched in April, um, and then I, I finished half-time in April because I just found I couldn't balance both. Um, so, you know, it's a matter of measuring risk, and, and um, I really decided when else am I going to do this in my life. Um, why not? It was time for me to go, you know, build my own business versus doing it for somebody else. Now,
0: so how did you um, fund, if if you don't mind sharing, you've got a job hiring mm-hmm. a developer. Did they partner with you on it, or did you have to pay them? Uh, I mean, you know, money becomes an issue for many entrepreneurs as they're starting out.
1: Absolutely. And I was fortunate to be very successful in my prior careers. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I am self-funded, and I have paid the developer. Um, They do not take equity. Some developers do. This particular one didn't, but they were the right resource for me. So self-funded, the friend that I was having dinner dinner with that had this conversation put in a little bit of money, um, but it's basically a silent investor. So, you know, to date, we are self-funded. We're looking for um, investment, and that's why we're we've only done a soft launch in Los Angeles because um, we we do need that next round to to grow and and you know succeed further. So, um, it, you know, savings and every entrepreneur has their story of yep, 401k money and right, you know you do right, what you can. Right. <laughs> well that's great that's great you're absolutely right um
0: that every every entrepreneur uh has a story and many serial entrepreneurs have you know done it many times so uh you know with uh before before they got a hit, but Um, This uh, widget sounds fantastic, and I'm uh, really excited about your application to the Chick Launcher campaign. And, you know, we've got the Chick Launcher competition coming up in October, and you're a contestant for that. Uh, There will be $50,000 of services awarded to the winner and kind of a mentoring relationship with our tremendous judges for a period of a year post that. Uh, and uh, one of the things that you're going to have to do for this Chick campaign is do a fast pitch. Uh, and uh, one of the things that you're going to address in that is what the size of the opportunity is. So as you kind of did your business plan, you know, there's so many, you know, there's the the must-answer questions in the business plan, and I know um, you did a great job with that given all the research you did. So what do you think? What do you think? What's the business model? What's the size
1: of the opportunity? How are you going to make money on this? So, you know, it's a significant opportunity. Um, if you look at just the, the primary vendor size in the United States, which is full-service restaurants and bars, you know, there's 280,000 out there. Um, and if you look at – so our business model is similar to OpenTable. We are a subscription-based revenue uh, model for from restaurants, bars, and music venues signing up to use our platform. Um, and our cost is pretty insignificant to them. Um, it's less than what they would pay to place an ad in the local newspaper for one event. And we're providing them a web-based platform where they can post daily listings. They can manage them, edit them. It's very simple, easy to use. And this is really where the you know the business side of me kicked in is we have to provide them the the best experience. So they sign up and they use it and they continue to use it long term. Um, and with our platform they can not only promote their daily happenings on Wiggit, but it allows them to promote them to social media as well as to their website uh, and long term we'll provide a social media scheduling uh, platform for them as well. So it saves them an enormous amount of time. Because if you talk to restaurants, this is their pain point. They know they have to do it. They know they have to push stuff to Facebook and Twitter, but they hate it. It's so time consuming. So we're solving that problem for them. So we're kind of a two-four. You get a market through us to users of Wiget um, and increase, you know, your reach to customers through Wiget. Um, but we also f- save you time and money. So that's, you know, our, our Business model, um, which translates into a really significant opportunity, because our, one, our technology and our operations are really easy to scale, because we're just a search-based. There's no reviews. There's no you know complex logarithms required to deliver this content, so we can scale rapidly. Uh, and we would be nationwide in 5 years uh achieving revenues of somewhere in the 45 to 70 million dollar range uh and a 40% EBITDA margin so it's a it's pretty significant
0: so then like uh, you further um entertainment and m- music and uh restaurants you are really providing a way for them to drive traffic to their um events and restaurants and venues mm-hmm. Uh, and how are you going to drive traffic
1: to Wiget? How are you going to attract your Wigit customers? What's your strategy there? So, you know, there's really two, two sides of this. We've got to get users, and then we need the restaurants, bars, music venues to sign up. So users, um, in our soft launch here in Los Angeles, we've experimented with a few things and have actually been pretty successful um, on a test basis with very little marketing we're getting you know five thousand visits a month we've had over uh, 12,000 visits total um, with very limited um, amount of money out there. Um, but we've also found you, you have to do everything. You've got to do some paid advertising. You've got to be on Google AdWords and all those good things. Um, but you've also got to do social media and guerrilla marketing and PR. And um, as we grow, part of our strategy will be launching in cities during key national events to help with PR. So the first of which would be launching in Austin during South by Southwest, right? perfect spot for mm-hmm. us, um, and being at the same time putting on all the local bars and restaurants on Wigget for um, South by Southwest so they get to use it on a trial basis, and that easily translates into them signing up and using it long term. Um, with respect to sales and getting you know, the, the vendors to sign up, you have to start with feet on the street sales. It, that's just the reality of it, but as the brand grows and gets more known, Um, it's really set up to be a self-subscription model, and we'll have, you know, the little videos and guides and all that. But it's such an easy platform to use. I mean, a monkey could do it. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it's designed specifically for that so that we would transition to an inside sales and self-subscription model long-term, which obviously increases your margins. So... um a soft launch in L.A. You guys are hoping
0: that you're going to get some capital in and then start to launch in some other venues. Uh, Austin is on your hit list first on the go, and you're trying to put together a little bit of a sales force to sign up uh, mm-hmm. the revenue side. And, it sounds great, Rachel, and it sounds like you've got some big uh, goals to meet in five years. What do you think you're going to do when your business takes off and you are uh, a woman multimillionaire, if you're not if not a billionaire? Have you thought forward? Sure. Every, everybody thinks fun? about that day, right? <laughs> so tell, tell me about that day. What's that going to look, look like for you? I
1: mean, this is definitely, um, you know, I'm not – I don't aspire to be an internet tech mobile for the rest of my life this I started Wigit to sell it um I definitely have an exit plan. This is not meant to be a lifestyle business obviously a high growth tech business. You do it to sell it um and i you know Daria, you know that I do a lot in the community and I love to give back, so I would love to be able to. Um, invest in other women startups, women-owned startups, and um, serve as a mentor and share my path <laughs> with other yeah. women and help other women grow and succeed. And and I and I think, uh, you know, this. I, I sit on a board of a nonprofit where we mentor teen girls and help them really reach their potential. So, you know, I would love to do more of that and have the opportunity to do that with financial freedom. Um, you know, you can give back more.
0: Well, you know, it, it's uh, we may be sitting here five years from now uh, with me talking to you in a different role. Um, you know that Susan Feldman, uh, CEO of One Kings Lane, is one of the mm-hmm. Chick Launcher judges, and her business is only um, five or six years old, and, you know, she's now in a position where she has a blockbuster business, and she is, uh, you know, in a position where she can coach and mentor other women launching businesses, and, you know, when it comes to talking about how do you solve the problem of pay equity or capital equity or, uh, you know, power, you know, uh, even political power, you know, the United States is 78th in the world in terms of the number of women we have in our mm-hmm. Congress, money is a solution to all of these things, right? You know, women controlling money, Um And in America, there's really no uh, faster path to controlling money than building and growing your own business and selling it as you plan to do. Uh, So um, I think it's terrific that you've started this business, and I hope that the Chick Launcher uh, campaign and uh, resources will be of help to you. Can you tell me a little bit about what what attract, Who told you about the Chick Launcher campaign? What attracted you, and why did you apply to be a Chick Launcher entrepreneur?
1: Sure. So I attended, uh, I think, your Silicon Beach event back the in – The Broad Circle, Broad Circle, mm-hmm. The Broad Beach Circle event around. back in – I think it was in May. I was a guest of one of your members, uh, who's also a, a major sponsor of Broad Circle – And heard, you know, amazing panel of women there and and heard you initially talk about Chick Launcher. And then one of my board members sent me, uh, I think, the initial email about Chick Launcher uh, when you first started the application. So that's really, I'd heard it, you know, from two different uh, directions. Um, And I really think it's a a great opportunity uh, in two different fashions. One, um, obviously, the... Women that are the judges and mentors are a very valuable resource to me um, to learn from and to get advice from and bounce things off of as I grow my business um, and and really to help uh, look at other resources such as funding and, and staffing and, and all the things you need as you go into rapid growth of a business. Um so that was one fold. I mean it, the having access to those mentors is is really invaluable. Um but I also think it's an, another opportunity to connect with female entrepreneurs here in LA um which is can be often hard to do and find. Um there's not a lot of uh groups of tech women foc- or groups of women focused on really entrepreneurs, Um, and so it's hard to find, and it's great to have those resources, too, and I've actually already um, spent a lot of time with one of the other Chick Launcher applicants um, just sharing resources, and she was looking for an interim CTO, and and I'm looking for access to another person, and so it's a great way to network and, and learn from each other and have a sounding board and have somebody's shoulder to cry on when you're having a bad day because they know what you're going through. <laughs> yeah, I know. So,
0: it's, so it's so true. It's really
1: great, um, you know, twofold, that having access to the the mentors and the women that have, you know, gone down this path before you, um, as well as people that are going through it in real time at the same time as you well, are. You know, it's
0: interesting because we all think that, um, you know, it's not in our geography that, these things are missing—that a network of powerful women, a network of entrepreneurial women, a network of supportive women—is uh, missing, you know, in our community, right? But what what's happened is that. We put this out about Chick Launcher, and we have an applicant from Australia. We have an applicant from Canada. And what they say is that they want access to that community of women who are also entrepreneurial, who have succeeded and want to give back and mentor, who have been, uh, you know, really successful uh, on the investing side and want to help. So uh, I think as a global female community, we're missing this network. So one of the reasons I um, really started Broad Circle and and Chick Launcher is that I think that women who are driving for money and power are an underserved community. And so any resources that you can bring to them to really focus on that, Um, is uh, very helpful. So, Rachel, this has been fantastic. I'm so glad that we've had an opportunity to chat today on uh, the Broad Circle show on Sylvia Global Media. I'm so grateful to Sylvia Global Media for allowing us to bring Broad Circle, our passion, mission, vision about money and power for women. You can learn more about Broad Circle at broadcircle.com. And you can learn more about Chick Launcher at ChickLauncher.com. And we will be f- um, featuring more Chick Launcher entrepreneurs on Broad Circle as part of our new series, Chick Launcher Building Women Billionaires. On October 24th, we're going to have a wonderful event in Los Angeles where you can meet Rachel and the other Chick Launcher entrepreneurs, the other 25 so far. And on October 7th, we will be hosting a fast-pitch event in Los Angeles for our Chick Launcher entrepreneurs. So we are very excited to talk to Rachel today and very excited to talk to the other Chick Launcher entrepreneurs and hope to have a chance to connect with you in person at our October 24th event, October 7th event, or at broadcircle.com or chicklauncher.com so thank you Sylvia Global Media and Rachel Williams CEO and founder of WIGGOT W-I-G-O-T what is going on tonight Rachel you found a great business and we'll be excited to follow you along as you uh, are judged in the ChickLauncher Launcher campaign and your career as you move forward Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Daria. Thank you. With that, we'll talk to you again on our next show on Sylvia Global Media.